This is the Microsoft Cloud Show, episode 329, recorded from Microsoft Ignite 2019. A 99.9% SLA means you're protected from power outages, bad patches, natural disasters, and maybe even a dinosaur attack. Does it protect you from yourself though? Avpoint Backup for SharePoint Online provides full fidelity backup and recovery from individual items to entire sites. Avpoint can run backups up to four times a day to ensure your data is secure. Recover any time you want without having to pick up the phone and schedule restore windows. Learn why Avpoint is the Microsoft Cloud expert at www.avpoint.com. All right, we're at Ignite. We've got Ducks sitting here with us from Avpoint, one of our fantastic sponsors of the show. Thanks for coming along, Ducks. Well, thanks for having me. It's been an amazing day. I thought I'd get tired of coming to these events. It's been, <laughs> how many Ignites have you been? I tried to remember, somebody asked me that earlier yeah. on and I just said all of them. Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. I, I don't remember when, I think the first one was Chicago. Chicago. Chicago but then before that was yeah. all the tech eds and yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So yeah. it's a lot, right? Every year. But every year I think it's still, there's still that buzz and excitement. Yeah, yeah this year is 30,000-ish people, including staff and things. It's getting bigger as well. Absolutely. I think the first one, Chicago, was what? 12,000, 15,000? Yeah. Something yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. It was packed. It was, it was the week after Bill. They had those right. like back to right. back, right? Oh, yeah. Remember That's that? right. Was, you went, I, we were, I remember we were both out there and right. build, and then yeah. I went straight there and you went home. Or, I don't know. You might have gone straight there. And, yeah. yeah, back to back weeks and things. That was rough. That was a rough week. Thankfully, we're not doing that this week. Yeah. So you've been to a bunch of these. Yes. For those who are tuning in, listening to us, why don't you just do a quick intro of sure. yourself and what you do at F-Point. Absolutely. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Ducks, and uh, I've been, you know, just like CJ and AC, I've been in this industry for a while. I started my career as an assembler developer. Wow. Jumped oh, into really? Sharepoint. Yeah, man. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm a dev at that time. <laughs> uh, no, you're not just a dev. If you're going to assembler... If you're doing assembly, <laughs> that's hardcore. Well, and then I... I, 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 I dab a little bit in, like, you know, right. biology here. Oh, yeah, what do you do? I'm a brain surgeon. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I did uh, assembler, remember, and then... And uh, C++ and Java, but then I'm like, I don't like being a dev, so I uh, jumped into SharePoint world, yep. consulting, and fast forward today, I'm here at AppPoint, and I serve as the chief marketing officer. Right, right. But you've been involved in community yeah. outside of your tip, outside of your typical day to day job as well, right? Sure. You do a ton in the SharePoint office community, mm-hmm. um, running around doing all sorts of interviews and yeah. community reporting and stage stuff and all sorts sure. of things. Sure. Yeah. In fact, uh, you know that's I think what's exciting about this industry and community. I mean, you've been there, you've worked for Microsoft, you've been in the community, same with ACS. It's just so vibrant, you know, the mm. people, and I'm really grateful for the work we do. It pays our bills, no doubt, but we get to see the latest and greatest, meet amazing people. And for, for example, this week, I'm doing sessions on uh, uh, humans of IT. So tomorrow, right. I'm doing a session on generational diversity. Oh, cool. I want to talk about how we can make millennials and Gen Xers work together. So You can do that? Absolutely. I didn't know you could do yeah. I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have to come along to that. Right. <laughs> you're the hiring guy too, for all your Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you're here with Avpoint. We've been down on the expo floor. We've checked out the Avpoint booth mm-hmm. and, the, and the Ducati that you guys sure. are, are known for giving away. But you know, a little bit more seriously, what's what's big news for Avpoint sure. this week? Uh, boy, I mean, look, we're riding on the shoulders of giants. Microsoft is 
bigger than ever. Business is great for AbPoint. In the last couple of years, actually, we've been really focused on helping customers maximize their Office 365 platform, mm-hmm. specifically with Teams. I mean, Teams is new. Cool it's taking off. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Exploded. Yeah. It reminds me of SharePoint 2007. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah, it does yeah. a little bit, actually. Yeah. But it's actually a little better, right? SharePoint's still there, but boy, we have a lot of customers just wanting to adopt Teams, embracing Teams, which is great. And, you know, we help them if they want to ensure that they have better policies enforced, automate governance. We help them with that. Yeah. And today there's tons of Teams announcements. Yeah, it seems like, it seems like, you know, they let Teams out of the gate and it started going, you know, slowly at first and sort of people are dabbling in it, playing around, and then it just sort of seems to have hockey-sticked over the last wee while. And I guess Microsoft saying Skype for Business is going to be deprecated at the middle of next year or something. That's helping as a forcing function. But it means all these companies have got to go get it deployed, right? Absolutely. And um, obviously they have some teething pains with that and some problems that come along with it. What are some of the the tools that F-Point provide to help large organizations manage that deployment? and the sprawl of teams. Absolutely. So, you know, what what we tell customers is, look, we help you make it easy for your business to do the right thing in Office 365. For example, in Teams, right? Teams is great, be it a large or small organization. Some organization may not want self-service turned on, for example. Mm. So the way we think about it is, sure, we can help automate the process of provisioning. For Mm. example, Mm -hmm. I can put a policy and say, hey, CJ works for HR, so if he requests for a team, his manager has to approve it first because the stuff he's working on may be highly confidential. So we we help customers manage the provisioning of things like Teams, SharePoint sites, uh, Yammer communities. But it doesn't stop there. A lot of conversation around governance stops at provisioning. We think about the full life cycle. So once it's provisioned, CJ is using his team. He's an owner for the teams. But you know what? The last thing I want CJ going to that SharePoint site and start creating a bunch of subsites, mm. mucking around with permissions. Going crazy. Not that he's going to do it. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. doing that stuff. <laughs> so we can enforce all these policies as you're using it. And I'm pretty sure people aren't malicious. You know, sometimes you just... You just don't know. know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, You just don't know yeah. what you're doing. Especially with teams, there's so much in there, right? Yeah. So we, we enforce those policies. And then last but not the least, it's the full information lifecycle. So let's say your project is done. What happens to the team? It's the same question. Right now, it sits there forever, right? Yeah. Just like those SharePoint sites. Yeah. Right? So what we could do is put policy around, okay, if it's not being touched for 30 days, ask CJ if he doesn't want it, get rid of it or back it up because we have to comply Makes with sense. Oxley. Right. Yep. Seven your retention so stuff like we just automate all that for you so our customers are finding a lot of great value and again with the new features that are coming out on teams we're fully supporting it introducing more capabilities to our platform yeah so one of the big things this week is one of the common concerns or complaints with teams right is that if you're moving from slack you're used to having private channels in slack right and and people have been saying hey we just need the ability to have private private channels within teams and things like that the biggest it was the biggest user voice i know oh is that right most voted. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, right? Because you've got your team, you're in it. You want more than just a one-on-one chat. You want to create a private channel just for a few folks. So that seemed like a big thing that dropped this morning in Sarge's keynote, right? He had a slide up with a bunch of features and that was one of them. Yes. And and I think it's going to go publicly available this week. Mm. And I know they have tons of session private channels. Friday, they have a deep dive on the technical sessions around private channels. and, And we're ready to support that. In fact, a lot of you may know we produce tons of content, not just AppPoint stuff, but just industry team stuff. So we're going to have blogs coming out and next week, November 13th, we have a very in-depth 
webinar with Microsoft on private channels. So I invite everybody to come and join us. Nice. So That'll be like a lot of like how people are doing, like how to do it, how, how Microsoft is doing it, behind the scenes kind of stuff. Is yeah. that kind of stuff? Yes, and oh, best practices cool. deployment. Because again, I, I like the idea of private channels, but if you step back and think about it, right? Like especially large organizations, how does that impact SharePoint? Uh, how does that impact things like permissioning and membership? Yeah. Yeah. Who can create private channels and who can't? So who owns the content? Where does exactly. it go? Team, All that sort of stuff. Teams is an interesting animal because so much of the infrastructure is based in SharePoint. Yes. And so unlike other apps where you can't really see behind the curtain and actually play with the things behind the curtain, it's all right there with Teams. When you jump into SharePoint, you can see all of that stuff Absolutely. in ways. So you need to be aware of what those things are, what kinds of things, how it's being implemented. Sure. I know there's been, I don't, it's no secret that Microsoft has worked a lot with customers in the community too on trying to figure out what is the best way to implement this whole exactly. thing. Exactly. So it's, it's a big question a lot of people have. I mean, I mean even today, right, with a team, you get a SharePoint site collection. Mm-hmm. I can you hit that button, open in SharePoint, and once I'm in the SharePoint site collection, it's on its own. Mm-hmm. I can do stuff there. I can create workflows. I can create custom lists without even the team's infrastructure knowing right. anything about it. Right. right. It's so. a good and a bad thing because you can yeah. take advantage of other stuff, but then right. maybe all of a sudden teams like, well, I thought that was over there and it's right. not there anymore. Exactly. So it gets all screwy and stuff. So, so you're doing a big the webinar. That's available to anybody to jump in? Anybody. It's free. Okay. Uh, it's going to be live November 13th, but okay. also if you're not able to attend, it's going to be available on demand. So uh, when they click on the link on the show notes. Yeah, we'll put that in the show yeah. notes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. That's good to know. That's so, definitely good to know. Out of interest, what are the what are the most common kind of scenarios that you see customers utilizing private channels for? Are they like big ones that just sort of really stand out that you hear all the time? Yeah, so one of the big asks is typically, let's say, so so I run marketing for my organization, right? So I have an app point marketing team. You know, I have a bunch of different channels. And as everybody knows, if you're part of a team, you have access to all the channels. But maybe I want a channel just for marketing leadership. Today, the way it works is I have to create mm. another team for marketing. I'm leadership. in this exact scenario right there you now. Go. <laughs> yeah. And, and but but then there may be content in the outpoint marketing team I want to point to. Yeah. Now yeah. another team. So the scenarios like that where if I want a limited audience within that same group, private channels would be great. I'm laughing because that is exactly the problem I've got right now. Not marketing product. Sure. But I've got product leads yeah. and product for everybody. Yeah. And I just want that to be a little subset of that. Sure. And right now it's a separate team. Yes. Yeah. And then content lives separately and Yeah, and then I'm in one team and I'm thinking, where's that conversation? And I can't find it again, but it's off in this other team. So that'll be nice all in one spot. Yep. Yeah. So team one team per product and then have just different segments of areas. Sure, yeah. You could yeah, just private uh, private leads Mm -hmm. channel or what have you. Yeah. Nice. So what are the stuff is that point doing this week? I mean what what things are the big news that you guys have this week? Uh, Sure. Uh, A couple things obviously, you know, as always, uh, Ignite's our biggest event. Mm -hmm. But from a company perspective, we're landing an app by tomorrow. It should be in the team store. It's called My Hub. Okay. So My Hub is accessible by anybody and everybody in the team store. So you download it. Obviously, organization admin has to approve it, so you can install it. Mm-hmm. Once it's installed, the idea is you can have one-stop shop to see all your workspaces, for example. Gotcha. It will show you, show me all my SharePoint sites, mm. all my teams, all my groups. Because today, if you don't find all your SharePoint sites, you got to go to SharePoint. Yeah. You want to look at all your groups. Groups, you go to OWA to list all your groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at all Just your teams. One place to see it all. One place to see it all, and That's then convenient. it has a card view, so it's visual. Because mm-hmm. even at Teams, to see all your teams, hidden teams, it's just a long, yeah. long. Oh room. boy! <laughs> yeah. So that's one cool feature. Okay. And then second is, if you have cloud governance, you can use Teams to provision teams as well in a templated manner. So for example, 
right? Mm. So you can say, I want a team. What are you doing? Well, I want a team for conferences. So we'll use the team's template. Pre-built, purpose-built team for you without gotcha. building it from scratch. You put all the tabs in there and Absolutely. the other things. Documents, yeah, gotcha. All that. And then, last but not the least, if you're an organization that you feel like you're not as mature yet, mm-hmm. we can take everything away and just put like a little questionnaire. Wizards base. What are you trying to do? Oh, I'm working on a project with this vendor. What is this project for? Oh, it's for compliance. So, based on how you answer the question, mm-hmm. it may not be a team. It may just be an external SharePoint site. Uh, okay. Or gotcha. it, may, it may be a Yammer community. I see. So, again, we want to make it easy. So. So the business doesn't have to think about I don't know if I want a team or a Yammer because I'm new to this. They got yeah. 20 things to pick from these days, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Yeah, I, you just, sometimes you just don't know what you need. It's like, yeah. do I need another team or I need another channel? I feel exactly. like, oh my God, now I'm that guy that was back years ago. It's like, do I need a site collection or <laughs> a site? Don't, don't make the wrong choice because you can't go <laughs> or, back. Or don't you miss the Fantastic 40? Oh, no, I don't. Not really. Not really. <laughs> but that's what's happening now, right? It really yep. is, yeah. 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 They have those apps too, like the app templates that you can choose from and stuff and it's just it's there's a lot of options it's it's a double-edged sword it's a great thing about Microsoft yes. is you can get so many ways to skin a cat but you don't know which way is the way that's like the right one for you or is there sometimes there is no way? single right way well, no, that's, right? that's the other yeah. question is like is there a wrong way so then I get kind of petrified by yeah. okay go in different directions here but do I go if I pick one is that the really bad one sure. that's going to be bad for me I mean sometimes right you know I, I have mixed feelings about this but I would tend to err to the side of what Microsoft says like you, you should have like direct guidance on when to use what. But look, if you think about think about personal lives, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know when to post to Twitter versus LinkedIn versus Instagram or post all of it at the same time? Exactly, you yeah. just figure it out. Or right? go right. to Buffer. Right? Exactly. Or Buffer, exactly. That's what you I go used everywhere. to that's right, that's right. But uh, so it's a, there, there's a base level, obviously, um, capability, but then yeah. you got to figure out your organization. You have to draw a line and say, okay, Teams for day-to-day work, Yammer is for organization engagement, and SharePoint is our knowledge of all content goes there. That's it. Yeah. But if you leave it to the hands of everybody else, then they, that's mass chaos. They get they get confused. You know. Well, and it's like and it's hard because it's all shades of gray. There's not a black and white. Well, unless it's politics these days, it's black and white, right? But it's like it's no. There's no that, that's your other podcast, right? I'm yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Dare one. Just I, just how every party wants. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But no. But it's it's just it's a it's hard to know exactly what you're supposed to choose these days because there's so many different options available right. to you. So, it's good to have that kind of guidance. Yeah, you hear about Power Automate? Oh, yeah. With a space or without a space? Oh, right. <laughs> I think it's with a space, technically. So, so, do I build a flow now in Power Automate? Yes. yes. Okay, so I don't build an automate in Power Automate. No. No. No, you build, yeah. But, but you build a UI flow inside Power Automate as well. Or is it a virtual assistant? Because they, Those like, as well, but what? not in flow. Power a Automate. A virtual I mean. assistant was another... <laughs> We have a whole other episode. Yep, to do. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like there's been a bunch of people at the booth this week. What do you think is the most exciting part of Ignite that's different this year? I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but like, one particular about this year do you think is just something you're really jazzed about with Ignite 2019? You know what I'm jazzed about? I mean, I may sound like I'm Sacha, but. <laughs> You know how we started talking about two, three years ago? Oh, tech intensity, tech intensity. I'm like, yeah, it's whatever, right? Yeah. But today when he talked about tech intensity, it kind of clicked for me. So essentially it's like, look, tech intensity is formula of adopting new technologies. Yep. Right? The cloud. Mm -hmm. And make sure that we empower and upskill people. Because if you have these great technologies and nobody knows how to use it, Mm. it's uh, meaningless. Mm. 
But then I start thinking about stuff like Power Platform, right? Mm. Where we talked about citizen developers, how people mm. are empowered now to build apps. I mean, I don't know if you know the story of the Heathrow Airport security officer. So this person has no tech background. He's like TSA. He's yeah. checking people's baggages. And one day he thought, look, I'm just so tired of all these paperwork and process and form. We need an app. And then IT's like, yeah, shoo, shoo. The no department. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then his boss was like, well, we have this thing called Office 365. This part, go figure. In a week, he built two apps. Wow. Yes, it's amazing, right? Huh. So now they have this technology available, but IT's too busy. They're just using email and SharePoint. Yeah. And then this gentleman tapped into Power Apps. And then now he got promoted. He's working in IT. He's managing all the Power Apps deployment for Heathrow, Heathrow Airport. Wow, that's awesome. Amazing that's story. That's a cool story. You should give it. Get him on the podcast. That's the a great that would be epic. Yeah. So, so when Sachi was talking about, I started thinking about these things. I'm like, that's what excites me. Mm. You know what Microsoft's talking about empowering people. I mean, yeah, you know, it's all feel good. Feels nice. Yeah. But they're actually doing it. Mm. I mean, between like yeah. think about teams, right? We we take it we take it for granted. But think about our, our colleagues in HR and marketing being able to provision something like this, track projects and planner. And five years ago, it's pipe dream. Been much tougher. I, I, you know, having said that though, that's what made Access so prevalent. Exactly. That yeah, same exactly. Access was that one of those products. Exactly. Much like, you know, Power Apps and Flow today, exactly. where people have just grokked how to build something with it, Correct. and and it was at the right level at the right time, with the right amount of flexibility, but power at the same time to, to sort of to get them hooked. Yes. And I think about my dad who used to build Access apps for all sorts of things. Yeah. Not in a not in a. A professional manner, just in his private life, for doing all sure. sorts of stuff, and yeah. and being able to capture people like that in building apps—that's really hard to do. And, and that's a great analogy because what happened today is a hundred times scaled more, right? So yeah. now they yeah. democratize that, right? Yeah. You know, even forget power apps. Like the fact that again, anybody can build a team and start collaborating and start doing calls and mm-hmm. close captioning. Like it's very true. We take so much of that for yeah. granted, being as in part of the industry, but yeah. this has never been easier for the majority so, of people. So that was my aha moment today. And when Satya was talking about here, he goes again, tech intensity, and then he said, like, damn, this is this is like now you real now it's a real thing. Angels start singing, ah, <laughs> all flashing. So yeah, that, that's my big aha. Nice, yeah. nice. What are you most looking forward to? Like this, what do you see like going forward? Not just this week, sure, sure. but just going forward in the business that we're sure. in. World pace doesn't count. Oh no, 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 no yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> oh, in the near term, I mean. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, a few years ago, and this old talk around AI, ML, cognitive services, I'm like, yeah, whatever. But that's what I'm excited about because we're seeing it already, right? Between graph and uh, stuff that cognitive services through the bots and language recognition and visual recognition. Now with Project Cortex coming out for being able to mine knowledge, mm-hmm. that's yeah. exciting. I think it's all coming to a tipping point, perhaps. Yeah. Like real use cases that companies can derive value from and get ROI on. Like that's the AI's been around for a while, but everybody's been like, that's a great tool, but I'm not sure of the application yes, yet. And yes. now we're starting to see those. Well, you okay, so you say that AI is it's interesting to hear you say that because when everyone was talking about AI, it always felt like it was so much more of a science sure. a, a scientist kind of a yeah. thing, right? And doing so much more far advanced stuff. And of course, you know, that everyone jumps to like the Terminator type stuff, those things. Yeah. 
But now you're right. You do have more real use cases for where people are using it. I'm starting to have to change what my mindset is on it going. It's not this really high bar no. of what you have to do. It's really that's much more a, a much more achievable thing, much yeah. more reachable thing that you can add to your applications, the things that you're building or being able to leverage it without having to be a data scientist and being mm-hmm. more of mm-hmm. somebody that's just mm-hmm. building like a power app or like the stuff that they were showing this morning mm-hmm. on some of the, the, the videos of using power apps with like the true green stuff and exactly. asking certain questions and exactly. how can we it, I mean it's, it's not as AI means more sure. than what I think that we were all what they were using it as originally and so I think mm-hmm. that that's one of the things that's helping people embrace it and, more and I think and, and that's what I love about what Microsoft is doing. It's like, and, and they've done it for everything, right? For Office, for Windows. Is they, they take these, what, what we think it's simple, like mm-hmm. we, we take it for granted. It's necessary evil. Like, for example, things like scheduling meetings. That's mm-hmm. a bane of our existence, right? right? You email five people, and then, oh, I can't do it on this day, this messy email. Yeah. But then they have this thing called, it's a schedule. It's a Cortana schedule that's been free. Yeah. You include that email, Cortana at whatever, and Cortana will figure out when yep. the meeting will happen. Yeah, I just started using that it's a couple cool, of weeks right? ago. It actually is yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's something, I mean, it, it, it's not hard, right? And that's right. the thing is it's not hard. And it's something that should be able to be automated that you don't need to waste your time doing it. It's like right. everybody's got free time. Let's suggest some times, see what's going to work. Yes, it works. And then I can go create a meeting yes. and send an invite to everybody. Yes. It's something that should be done. But you know what? This goes back to how IT is. I mean, if you think about it, right? No. <laughs> IT is always, oh, we're, we're going to upgrade a SharePoint 2016. We're going to decommission SAP. We're going to hook up CRM and include run DMC. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we make it so complicated. Yeah. But then the wins are just the low-hanging fruits. Yeah. Right. Helping the exec admins effectively book you know, conference rooms and project managers. The amount of time spent on scheduling meetings... That in and of itself, yeah. thousands of well, person years, right? Like, it, just this one example, we see where we had like the stopgap, where we had the find time, which you'd say, well, here's all the times that I'm available, and you send them out, and then you vote on which one you want to do. It's like, I need to vote if I need free time. Like, just pick one of the free yeah. time here, and if I need to, now I'd rather say, I need focus time. I'm going to block out my calendar yes. for my focus time, and let somebody else figure out this when I'm available, that's really when I'm available. Yes. And it's easier. It's, it's, it's easier for all of us. It saves all of our time. Yeah. Booking meetings is saving time. Who'd have thunk? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of time. Awesome. Well, I wish you a very good Ignite 2019. Successful for AvPoint. For those listening, take a look at our show notes for signing up for the webinar that you have coming up about Teams, the new Teams features and private channels. You have the MyHub stuff coming this week. Check out the news for that. And obviously, if you're at the show and listening to this, stop past the booth. Absolutely. Drop a card and win a motorcycle, right? Ducati. Not just a motorcycle, a red one. Unfortunately, both (laughs) of you aren't eligible. Yeah. Every year, I've walked past and I've gone, man, one year, I want to enter that competition. (laughs) (laughs) And stop by the booth and say thanks for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate that point helping us out for the show. Absolutely. All right, guys. Awesome. awesome. Have a good show. Did you like this episode? Please tweet about it and drop a five-star review in iTunes. Word-of-mouth recommendations are the most effective ways for us to grow the show. We'd really appreciate it. If you have a question for us, go to microsoftcloudshow.com slash questions, where you can submit it as text or record it as an MP3 or WAV file and provide a link so we can play your question on the show. Our theme music is brought to you by Keith Ritchie. 
For more information on Keith's music, head to music.krichie.com. You can subscribe to us in iTunes and Google Play Store by searching for Microsoft Cloud Show or via RSS at microsoftcloudshow.com, where you'll also find show notes of each episode. You can also find us on Facebook searching for Microsoft Cloud Show or on Twitter at MS Cloud Show. And finally, sign up for our mailing list by heading over to our website and entering your email to interact with us, participate in upcoming interviews, and other cool stuff. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.